Radio Pulpit, 657am, your daily companion. Hello once again from me, Esther, formerly Sibati Mkhetim Kwanazi. We are blessed on this pulpit. <laughs> bless the Lord. Lord, bless this pulpit and be glorified through it with every voice, every hands, every lips that is for your glorification truthfully. In Jesus' name, bless the listeners. Give them grace not to take for granted all the teachings and forgive us. Because as the church, we've misled people and people are not taking you seriously in many ways. Restore the faith in the people's hearts that listen to us. In Jesus' name, and be a teacher through me, Holy Spirit. And guide and help and empower and enlighten the hearts and minds of all those that are seeking you truthfully and those that are yours truthfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord. My brothers and sisters, we are on Radio Pulpit, your companion in a search for meaning on 6, 5, 7 a.m. We're talking glorification of the Most High God or the glory of the Most High God through our vessels, our body, our actions and our doings as we wait for his coming. Bride, 25, 24, uh, the, the 10 virgins in the book of Matthew, the 10 virgins, do we have the ingredients? Yes, we walk the talk, we talk the talk, we eat in, uh, we know it. Do we have the right ingredients? Because if just a little one drop of oil is missing, we're not making will not make it. The sad part as I reiterate that scripture, that's where we add. It's not because we don't know that the Lord is coming. It's not because we didn't do or seek to do God's will and purposes and desire to do his will. It's assumptions. Assumptions are evil before God. And our own efforts, they are evil before God. They are, the Bible says, as I said, it's like filthy wrecks. We have not arrived we humble ourselves every minute, every second, and ask God's guidance and teaching some help. My brothers and sisters who don't know God yet, who have shunned even grace and mercy of God of salvation, righteousness, because of the wrongs of the church, forgive us as the church. May you receive his mercy and grace to seek him, even if you do it yourself alone. You don't need other people. David located him, he was a teenager. In the wilderness, where he was taking care of the flocks of the family, because he connected with God, God chose him to be a leader. Even the throne of Christ is anointed through his life. Just a teenager. It doesn't matter how young you are. If you're seeking God, you will locate him. Jeremiah chapter 29 says, you will seek me. You will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, you got to know it's the attitude of the heart. Casualness before God, assumptions that, oh, he's my father. No, he's God. He's sovereign. He's not our equal. And that's why he says, you will seek me. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29. We're preparing ourselves to be able to carry in a worthy manner, the glory of God. 
we may not take this for granted. I've shown and illustrated how other people, even King Saul, how they were anointed and blessed of God. And when they dishonored God, and they thought they were not dishonoring God, it was just a service unto the people. God dishonored them and disowned them permanently. We saw and I've made a good example in the book of Samuel, First Samuel, of priest Eli, how he served God well, 40 years in reverential fear of God. And his sons, when they messed up, dishonored God. How the whole house of Eli was dishonored before God to serve him from eternity to eternity. This, it's amazing that this priesthood carried in the lineage of Judah and this kingship carried <laughs> through Christ our Lord and Savior comes through the loins of one man, David. Ouch. Bless the Lord. Hey, ha, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. God said, I have found a man whose heart is after my own heart. Was he clean? No. Was he pure in his own doings? No. He even committed fornication. Or should we save adultery with somebody's wife? And he had many wives. And even killed the man after doing mess, a big mess. The problem is that the Bible tells us truly, the book of Romans, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The thing is, what do we do with that sin? Do we acknowledge it to God? It's not because we are pure. We, we, were just, we came just out of our mother's wombs, clean and holy, and we've never done any wrong. No. We would be lying and making God a liar. The attitude is expressed through Daniel's prayer in um, a book of Psalm 51. And I want to read that because we have to prepare our vessels to carry the glory of God. David had sinned. He had greatly. And but because sin blinds, God sent somebody to preach to him. And that was the prophet Nathan. And the thing is, when David, and I've made this example so many times, was corrected, he said, I've sinned, I deserve death. And the mercy of God, because he acknowledged the sin, the mercy of God fell upon him. And look at the mercy of God. Look at his name, David. Sure. We see the tabernacle of David in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We see the throne of David, whom Christ sits on. It's amazing, isn't it? Why? He didn't say I'm holy or justified, but I'm king. No. <laughs> he said, I've sinned. I deserve death. That is all we need to do. Don't justify sin. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Bless the Lord. I'm going to read this Psalm 51. Because we need to prepare our hearts and attitudes. Nobody is better than anybody before God. Don't look at other people. I said, don't hate them in the past program. But don't look at their sins and but say, look, they're doing this. The thing is, when God looks or shows you the sin of somebody and you are a true saint's prophet, you pray, God, what do you want me to do? Do I pray for this person? Don't just pray. The Apostle Paul says in the epistles, there are sins you cannot pray for. Don't just pray. 
what you think is correct because you see sin. Don't ever, even if the sheep is your own. The Bible says, don't even lay hands on them. You'll shame their sins. The Bible says when we see wrong, we judge it. But how we judge it, sometimes we just bring it before God and God will send somebody else to speak to the person because what's needed is um, John chapter 6 activity of conviction of sin, righteousness and judgment. So if that person is not going to be able to receive from you, God will not send you, but you will be the one who reports it to God and pray about it. Sometimes it will be you who do it. God wants that person to be restored back. If he's got issues with you, he's not going to receive it, even if you are anointed. So he will receive it from the people he thinks are the right people. Some even in the flesh, but God will bring some correction, conviction of sin, righteousness, and salvation because God wants to restore the person, not to be destroyed. Bless the Lord. That is John chapter 16. And so Psalm 51 reads as follows, and we need to follow this. We need to clean our mind, body, soul, spirit, joints, and matter. We want to carry the glory of God. Hallelujah. Moses had it. Apostle Paul had it. The apostles that walked with Christ had it. Bless the Lord. And it reads as follows. This is our heart's attitude. May God give you grace to do that in your own. You don't need to be carnal about it or all over about it. Just go before God. He knows your heart, your heart attitude. And may you not reject it when God corrects you through somebody else. Prophecy is not to be treated with contempt. The Bible says do not treat prophecy with contempt. Take that word and say, God, what are you saying here? Bless the Lord. But don't take everything because the enemy is out to destroy people and corrupt the souls. And it brings lies and words that hurt and harm the soul and spirit. Don't judge it all the time. Sometimes it's the word of God. Sometimes it's not. We never know until we ask God. Bless the Lord. And it reads as solo as follows. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your love and kindness, according to your to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me, purge me, purge me, that's verse 7, purge me with his and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you've broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me joy, the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me. From the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, 
My mouth shall show forth your praise, for you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. This, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good. In your good pleasure to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem, then shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. Let's pause there. Bless the Lord. Truthfulness of heart is what God desires. Can you see how he mentioned his sins before God? He himself, <laughs> bless the Lord. Can you see how he articulated everything? He didn't hide anything. And because he had killed a man, he said, blood guilt. Have he killed somebody? And it's not easy to speak to somebody because other people may mock you and shame you and disgrace you and speak about you publicly. And he feels shamed and condemned already. You need no one. Bow before the Lord. This was before salvation, David, when he did this. Bow before God. Read this psalm. And make it your own. The word of God is not limited to peoples whom God released through. The word of God is life. The word of God is spirit. John 1. The word of God is living and active. Um, that's um, Hebrew. <laughs> the word of In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning. And this is God we're talking about. And yes, the book of Hebrews says the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. I know that God touched you right now. Do testify. Testimonies blesses us. The writings of even David and many other peoples in the Bible were testimonies that glorified God. That is why they are uh, deliverance is from eternity to eternity. That's why their places are marked already and confirmed in eternal salvation. Bless the Lord. Testify. Taking away testimony won't bless you. Won't bless you. Won't bless you. Bless the Lord and glorify God. And if God used somebody in your life, speak about it. God wants that. Bless the Lord. Be glorified and did not dishonor the servants of God. We are at a very bad place. When they dishonored Moses, even Miriam, leprosy struck her. She was a sister. Do not dishonor the true servants of God. Bless the Lord. My brothers and sisters, we're talking the glory of God, walking and possessing the presence of God. This is the glory. Presence of God is the glory. We have the presence right now. It's so tangible. May it permeate through the airways. Receive it. And I break that which hinders you from becoming fruitful in the things of God, especially if you desire it. You know, God does not force anybody to be a believer or to serve him. And we can't force you. But if God is touching you, and you desire, if you desire God, receive this in Jesus' name. And Satan, you will not steal any, even little drop of ink of the word of God that I spoke from the hearts and minds of peoples. 
stir us, God, with your fire of presence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. And God, destroy whatever is seeking to steal the word from the hearts of your peoples. In Jesus' name, make us fruitful. Be fruitful. You will be fruitful. I command your soul and spirit to be fruitful to the glorification of the Most High God, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Bless the Lord. This is right, your pulpit, 6, 5, 7 a.m., your companion. In a search for meaning with me, Esther, until the next time. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. 657 AM. Radio for Believers in Action.